Welcome to the Soul Tribe Podcast. The Soul Tribe Podcast was created to help you navigate through the world of spirituality, wellness, and self-development in an easy, grounded, and relatable way. We break down everything from the Akashic Records, manifesting, spirituality, and so much more. We want to help expand your boundaries and bring the spiritual world to you in a fun and easy way. Get ready to be inspired with tips, tools, and easy-to-digest information. Let's do this. Hello! Welcome to episode 100! 100. <laughs> Exciting, guys. We can't <laughs> believe that it's episode 100. So we're doing a special episode today. Um, maybe some people are listening to it on the normal like podcast form, in the normal podcast form, but we're trying to make it special because it's episode 100. And so we're doing a recording, video recording. So we're going to be putting it on our YouTube. So if you're listening to it and you want to see us, our beautiful faces, <laughs> pop over to our YouTube and watch us and see our faces while we talk. Yeah. Love this. Okay. Episode 100. So, I mean, we thought it was, we were talking with Lorraine about it and we're like, eh, what should we talk about? And it's like the Akashic Records. Of, of course. course. That's why this whole freaking thing started anyways. Yeah. This is the yeah. whole thing. Well, that and the fact that we kind of wanted to share ideas and be there for people and be like this kind of resource also for people not to feel alone in their spiritual journey. So a little bit of both, but the base definitely is the Akashic Records because I got I got that download for the podcast from the Akashic Records. It was wow, that's crazy. Like I still can't. I believe can't believe it. we've done a hundred episodes right now. Yeah, that's crazy. That's a lot. It's a lot. Of, I mean, that it's a lot of what I'm good at talking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so good at that, but um, I've gotten better. Like even when we think back, like when we first started, it's kind of crazy. It's like. I think this goes to show how you just have to start. You don't have to have it all figured out. Just start it. Just start doing the thing, whatever that is. And then get out of your comfort zone. And get out of your comfort zone. And then because it's going to feel uncomfortable in the beginning. Always. Yeah. It, I mean, I'm not going to say it feels normal now. It does feel more normal, but there's still things that I have to work through, like speaking up and saying things and, and using my voice for stuff. But I think yeah. also it's this idea of, as you do it and as you practice more and more, you're going to get better at it because it's just practice. So there's no way you're going to get worse at it unless you don't like doing it. And then in that case, you probably shouldn't be doing it anyway. But mm -hmm. I think there's something to that. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm already actually, because I was thinking while you're talking, I was thinking where I wanted to start with all the things that we listed about talking about the words. And I, and I thought, and I thought to myself, I wonder if we should just talk about the library first. And then already, of course, the master's already giving me their little, um, of course, you know, their little thing. Um, the history of, of the Kashuk records and what relationship it might have in difference with us, with other planets. So the first thing is to know that the Kashuk Records existed before Earth existed as well. So like a little bit of history for them. The Kashuk Records existed before Earth existed. I think that's why a lot of people would ask like, oh, I want to know how old my soul is, or I want to know how many lifetimes it had. Usually the reference you're going to get is Earth-related. But actually our souls 
not all of our souls, because there's some new souls, newer souls, I guess you can say, but many of our souls existed before Earth yeah. was fully blown created, right? So the Akashic Records existed before that as well. Um, and so it registers creation, the creation of the soul, and it registers also the life experience of the soul, which a lot of times is in other planets and began in other planets, easier planets, <laughs> Better than much here. easier planets. Yeah. 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 So that's cool. I didn't, I never thought about asking that. And they're giving me that little tidbit of, of, of history there to kind of add to the, to today's super special episode. Um, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and then, so apparently, yeah, earth was created, but the Keshe records wasn't always here. It's not, it's been here for a very small amount of time compared to the existence of earth in itself and the existence of the soul in itself. Um, and they're telling me that it's not tapped into so other races, other planets. It's not really tapped into as much because we're, we're beings that can't really fully access our own knowledge or we're not so great at being, I'm not just human, right? We're not so great at that. Yeah. And so we kind of need a nudge or a reminder to help us back on track and to help us kind of remind us of the 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 great being the great beings that we are the expansive beings that we are and the eternal the eternal beings that we are and so they're saying that where the where they would consider they would consider us so this is more of a of opinion of the cash records right they would consider us the planet that accesses the cash records currently that needs it the most yeah i feel that yeah so i mean if there was like <laughs> it's funny how they're showing it to me if there was like a library, like a library card and it beeped you in every time you went in, right. There would be way more beeps. Like there'd be many more people registering to pop in on earth than anywhere else. Oh yeah. We need it here, especially now. And especially as time kind of progresses and we move into what's coming in the future. It it definitely feels like it's like, we're all going to need some kind of tool. Maybe it's not the Akashic records for everybody, but somebody needs, everybody needs something. We all need something to lean on and to help us through all this so that we can connect to ourselves, our higher self, ourselves spiritually. It's going to be super important. It definitely feels that way. Yeah. Yeah. And then, okay, so we've talked about this before, but I thought it would be cool to kind of just talk over it and see if there's anything new that comes in. But the Akashic Records is the one that we access, because I know there's like a lot of stories out there about like what dimension is Akashi Records on it okay I don't care if it's in 25 dimensions or if it's in 50,000 dimensions or if it's only one all I care about is the one that we as humans can access and we can only access one and that's the fifth dimensional one so that's the one that we care about that's what we want to talk about and that's the one like after that it's just all stories it doesn't really freaking matter if I got one up in the you know the 11th or the 10th like it doesn't really matter because I'm never going to be able to access it. At least me, I, Lucia, will never be able to access it in my lifetime. I don't know what's going to happen to Earth later on. Maybe you're, you know, yeah, you don't know. But in my lifetime, I'm not going to be accessing anything, any Akashic Records library outside of the fifth. Yeah. So the fifth is there for us. And that's what we care about, right? The fifth is there to assist us humans. We're the ones that are beeping into that. We're the ones that are accessing the information. Um, and so whether, whether someone tells you that there's another one, it doesn't matter because your vibration and anybody who's our student learns this and knows this, 
your vibration has to elevate a little and theirs has to come down a little and you're meeting them in the middle and the information is coming down and hitting your crown chakra and coming in and going through the process that we teach, right? Um, you would never be able to go, oh, let me go all the way to the 11th. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah, you'd lose your body. Like yeah. death of the body. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't, unless it's astral travel, but then your consciousness is not fully there. And you're, that's not actually a full-blown Akasha Records reading channel, which where you're conscious and you're receiving information. So that's something else. You would never be able to do that. Maybe you can visit another level Akashic Records on another dimension, but you can't do a reading. But that's why we say like even sleeping with your Akashic Records open is tricky, right? Because people say, oh, I think I received something. It's like, yeah, but you're not fully there. You don't know where that information is coming from, how that's affecting you. And yeah. you need to be fully conscious when you're receiving and downloading that information because that's what's going to help you. And if you're reading for somebody else, it's them being also very fully present while they're receiving the information and all the healing. So, yeah, I agree with everything you said there. It feels spot on. That's funny because I'm looking at the list of things that we wanted to talk about, about the Akashic Records. Um, and one of the things I just put down in general was like readings. Like we can just literally talk about readings. I don't know. What do you want to talk about readings? The healing? Do you want to talk about what it's like? Yeah, I think, I think maybe, yeah, because we've already talked about our story. We've already kind of gotten into that. And we've talked about that several times, I think, on here. Um, yeah, I mean, level two, we, we're getting to the end of channeling this week we're finishing the manual well we're finishing channeling the manual this week but then we have to do like the grammar yeah yeah and setting everything up and and thinking about the dynamic of the class and how that's gonna look um so we'll have an update on that soon but i guess my point here is like yeah we we're gonna move into level two which is like a whole other ball game so maybe we can talk a little bit about that about what it's like to be an Akashic Records reader and what that means. Because I think, you know, we always go about, we talk more about like getting a reading and how you heal, but what is it like to be a reader? That, that, the first thing that comes to mind when you say that is when I did my Akashic Records level two. So for those that don't know, just in case level one is I'm learning to read my own Akashic Records. And then level two is you learn to read someone else's Akashic Records um, and when I was going to begin my level two, the first thing that the teacher said, which I years later, I totally agree with still, it's you do more learning when you read other people's Akashic records than when you read your own. And I was like, really? Why would I learn from other people's junk? <laughs> I, I, I questioned that as, as well when I yeah. first started and, and it really is true. You Oh my God. Yeah. There's always things you extract from a reading, even though we always say this. And like, for example, today I had a reading and I think I had a, had a reading with her like a year before. And I was like, by the way, I don't remember anything I said to you. I don't remember anything I channeled. Like that all completely leaves me. So I'll see you again, unless it hit me in a way that I resonated with it yeah. so much that it's like, on here we'll talk about certain cases we won't mention names or specific situations or things like that but they hit us in a way where it resonates and we need to talk about it so in those cases that's when I feel like it's different right like that it's not the the norm of I've channeled it's left I'm done um 
Yeah, I tend to forget Different. a lot, but there's some few occasions where I'll remember and it's either because I found that really information really interesting or it's like, oh, yeah. I'm going through something similar. Note to self, good advice from me too. Or like they said, a, they told a story question that really impacted me. I'm like, wow, I can't believe that person went through that. That's, whoa, like this person's in front of me and they're super strong. Like my, maybe my Lucia mind goes off for a second thinking about how, how strong the person is or what they went through. And then I'll remember the response because my I can't imagine what they're going to say about this really difficult scenario that, that was just told. Um, and so then I'll remember the response and go, wow, I would never would have thought of, yeah. you know, them saying that. Um, so yeah, so you'll, it's specific, the things you remember. Yeah. Very specific things. And sometimes this happens to me. I don't know about you, but I'll remember something about, I don't know who, who the reading was for. So it's like, I yeah. know <laughs> was, I'm like, who was that? I, I tend to remember faces. Yeah. Because it's some visual, right? I remember yeah. the faces sometimes like, I'll remember the name. like, what in the moment I see their face when they're back on the screen, like on zoom, I'll be like, Oh, right. Okay. Yes. And things start to come back too. It's really weird. It's not that I want them to come back. So I don't want to even like be tainted by the previous reading we had. I want things to be fresh always. Right. So I think that's interesting, but I think what you said is really true. And I, I think that's something I questioned at the beginning. It's like, you don't expect being a reader will teach you so much about yourself. And we always say this and we'll continue to say this. It's you attract the people that you need in your path or the people that need your help will also be attracted to you. So it's not about forcing anybody to get a reading or forcing or, you know, or like pushing this idea of someone getting a reading when they might not feel it. It's the right people will come to you. You have to trust that. Yeah, I've had anything, people, right? like I'll have, I've had people where they're like, I'll get a message from someone's like, Oh, you know, this is when I first began. So I was like really new to it, but I thought, and I think since, since people, since people, you're still learning to, you, you learn to deal with all sorts of people, like how to communicate information to them. What's the best way to tell them how readings go? Like these are all things you also have to learn because it's like, a, it's yeah. like a new language. You can't just go, oh, let me send you a text really quick. Hey, okay, this is my reading. And then you kind of audio it to them. Like you, there's a bunch of things where you need to create the way that you function best and the way that you make yourself understood most. I know that you have a totally different method than I do communicating Very, with people yeah. via email, right? Um, but my, mine works for me and I like it and yours of course works for you and you like it. But in the beginning it was a rough patch for me. And this is, this is like, you know, this is something that you learn and you have to take into account. It's like people are going to message you sometimes. And when they really like the reading and you're newer, they'll probably in the beginning, not have an email, probably just have your phone number because somebody gave them your number. Like that's how it was for me, at least in the beginning. And then like, Oh my, you know, I really want my sister to get a reading. Um, can I give you her number? You can contact her. Mm. And, I'm just, and so you had to, I would have to go out of my way to explain like, no, I can't message your sister and be like, Hey, I'm the reader, your sister. Like, Hey, like, this is my number. Like you have to give your sister my number and she needs to contact me because she needs to show me her interest because I cannot force it on her. Yeah. That's so, something I find so important because yeah. some people are on the fence when they're going to go get a reading and it's like, you don't want to influence them. I, what I like to do is like, I'll give you information. This is all the information you need. If you have any questions, I'm here. Like I'm always here to answer any questions anybody has, but yeah. at the same time, it's, I'm not here to force or convince you of anything. I think that's something that I really learned from, from one of my teachers. It was like, 
you're not here to convince anybody of believing in the Akashic Records or getting a reading. Oh, or and also, like if, if you don't believe it, I don't even feel like going there. Exactly. <laughs> and I think we both are, at, you know, you've gotten to that point a long time ago, but I've gotten to that point yeah. now. It's like, that's fine. I'm not going to take it personal. It's fine. It's like, I'm not going to let my ego get involved in that. It's like, okay, if you don't want to do this, that's fine. I like, there might be another tool out there for you that you resonate with more and that you connect with more. Yeah. But I think like, to be yeah, honest, I've, important. I've gotten so much less of that. Like yeah, the years that passed, more people are open to tools it's like insane. this. More people understand it. They're scared of it less. It's yeah. In the last years it's progressed. I mean, when I first started 12 years ago, you had a full blown explain like what it is, what's channeling, what's Kashuk records, what are the masters? Like you had to explain everything. You, you have anything. to explain everything. Yeah. yeah. And nowadays people are like, oh yeah, masters. Oh yeah, guides. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, channeling. Yeah. Like people know this stuff already. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's beautiful. I think that's, yeah, we can talk about this so openly and that people just find the podcast and they start listening to this podcast or any other podcast. Yeah. And it's like, channeling from other beings or from the Akashic Records and it's it's normal it's yeah. I think we're it's like a good step forward for everybody you wanting to be a like a an Akashic Records reader or channeler or not but maybe it's just a tool you like to lean on and and get a reading every now and then because it helps support you that's great too like you don't have to be a reader right yeah and I think yeah. that's another thing I want to say about being a reader of any any kind of that beat Akashic Records or not, but specifically with Akashic Records, it's you have to want, you're going to have to like feel the calling. The yes. calling needs to come. No one's here to force you to be a reader and you can, it, it, it isn't easy to be a reader. You know, you have to dedicate a lot of time to practicing. You have to, you know, give your time and energy to people um, and support them in that way and to hold space for them and only only for the reading that's something we're also reading you know we also are making sure to teach a level two like you cannot help the person after the reading like you cannot be responsible for them creating the changes responsibility is done yeah yeah Yeah. so that's letting go is a big part of learning at the beginning that was something i struggled through as a reader i was like me too i really wanted to help this person i really want to have i would do the reading and then i'll check in on them like hey you know and they wouldn't create the change. Oh, remember that they told you blah, 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 blah. And I would remember mm-hmm. as much as I could because I really wanted to help. Um, yeah. And that, wow, that feels like ages ago at this point for me. Like now that I, for I'm me really came from a place of insecurity. Like when I would do that, it was like, I want to make sure I did a good job. Let me check up on them. Make sure I'm like, I was worried about them, of course. But it was like, I just want to make, I need, I need reassurance that I did a good job and that the information that they received, it's like, it's out of your hands. Like you, what you do as a reader is you, you prep yourself, you take care of your energy, you give your 100% energy while you're on that call with the person and you're doing a reading for them. You close the records correctly. And then, and then that's, you know, that information is theirs. That's not your information. I think that's another good point to say, because that's why we forget the information in the first place. It's not ours. We're just a channel. And if that's not like a physical representation of like us not having to take on more than we should, I don't know what is like, it's like the perfect symbol of that. Right. It's like, 
we those aren't our issues we are just a mere channel and all we have control of is what what we do during the reading and making sure that we're prepared for that and if we don't feel up to it that day then we cancel it because it's better that than you know going into a reading and feeling like you didn't give your all right with that said it's also been amazing like I've had days where I'm like oh my god I feel like the energy of the world today I'm so I'm feeling depressed and I'll have like the whole day where I'll be like oh gosh and those days usually I have readings at night when Aurora's sleeping right and um there was one day where I'm like I don't know if I should do the reading I'm so freaking depressed right now I'm like no I'm just gonna meditate I'll be fine I was like I'm gonna meditate an extra amount. So I was going to meditate 30 minutes. I usually do 10 to 15 minutes before reading. I'm like, no, I'm going to meditate 30 minutes, put some really good music on, get into a good mode and I'll, and I'll be fine. And so I, I was managed to send centralize my emotions, my negative emotions. Not that I was feeling, wow, awesome. But I was like, okay, I'm fine. Yeah. And then I finished the reading. I was like, I'm excited about the world again. I think everything's great. We're right on track. It's fine. And I was like, wow, like, a whole 180, like from, and that's saved my life, especially during these times of COVID and you don't know what's going on. You don't know what's a true, what's a lie. Like that whole thing. It's, it's kept me sane. I I agree on that too. For me, it's, it, it literally, it's like, I'm, I'm doing all 10 things over here. And all of a sudden I do a reading and it pulls me back to my center. I'm like, okay, yes, this is where I need to be. (laughs) It's like always like bringing me back, bringing me back. It's great. Oh, that's how it's been for me doing, doing like, also I've been doing the angelic healing on the side. That's how it's been for me as well. Those two things have saved me. Yeah. Just feeling the energy of the masters and their the information and the positive, you know, their positive perspective on every, everything makes me not feel so worried or yeah. depressed at the time that I'm at. And then the angelic healing, I'm just like feeling the energy of the, of the angels when I'm sending somebody a session. I'm like, ah, oh, this is awesome. Can I stay here forever? <laughs> in this energy yeah and forever and ever yeah it's awesome it definitely it definitely raises your vibration in such an interesting way right it's like and obviously if you're not sick or feeling depleted and feeling completely fatigued like you should be okay to do a reading and that's our responsibility as readers also to prep ourselves for the reading it's have I had a really bad day? Well, then I need to leave extra space and time before my reading to meditate, to do my breath work, to center myself so that I can be there for that person, hold the space that they need because that's our responsibility. I've had fights with Sandra. I'm like, I can't fight with you right now. I got to go neutralize because I have a reading. Yeah. Like this, oh, I hate him. Um. <laughs> before the reading and then I'll come downstairs and I'm like totally happy again everything was fine what happened to you and then he'll be like with like his face because we we had last time he saw me we were in a fight right Mm -hmm. and I'll be like oh that's right I had a fight with you okay that's right I'm angry at you I should should be angry at you (laughs) yeah but I'm totally over it because the Keshek workers just like pulls you out of that of course yeah it's awesome yeah I thought it'd be cool maybe to talk a little bit about the masters the guides and the book like okay. the components that are inside of the reading, right? Okay. Um, okay. So obviously the most important component of the Akashic Records reading is the book because it's an Akashic Records reading, the, the book of life. The person's uh, getting information that's 
coming from the Akashic book that the author of that book is the soul. And inside of that book, what the soul wrote, if, if it's the author, right? Then what the soul wrote was all the past life experiences. So that's the information you'll find in that book. Now we can't, we can't get information that gossips about that because the point of the catch records is to help you deal with this lifetime now. So you're only going to hear about those lifetimes, those experiences, that karma that's affecting this lifetime now. So that's the book. But at the same time, it's not just the book that's kind of present or pushing through information when you're um, channeling, right? Or yeah. when you're getting a reading. What what we have present at the top of the book is the Kashik Masters. The well, in our cases, well, in this case now that we have our we both have our Kashikers open to do this episode, we have the Kashik Masters assisting us. But if I were reading you, for example, it's not the Kashik Masters that are present, it's the person's masters that are present. Exactly. So it switches depending on what type of reading it is. Um I if still I were, ask assistance from my masters and guides during that session. It's not well, that they intervene. You. Yeah. They don't necessarily intervene because information doesn't come from them yeah. when I'm doing reading for somebody else. But they're there helping you stay grounded. Yeah, they're they're centered. Like, I like imagine so this is what I see when I have a reading. I am I have the reading, I have the person in front of me on, you know, Skype or Zoom. And then I see on the left side, I will see the masters. It's almost like I have two layers. Okay, I'm gonna try to explain it the best I can. It's almost like I have two, two layers. I have the layer of the person, like the vision of the person I have in front of me that's actually there. And then I have another layer that's almost super superimposed. Superimposed, yeah. Yeah, so I have like an image that gets superimposed on top of that person. And that is of in front of me, which is the book in the middle, which is open because the person's... Cash regrets are already open. So it's a book in the middle that's open. I have the masters on the left side, one, two, three, four, whatever amount of masters that are present for that individual in that reading. And then on the right side, I will usually have the guide in, in the front and the soul behind the guide. Um, and that's usually because the soul, the soul tends, the soul tends to want the one of them to take over instead of them. But sometimes I'll get readings where the soul just comes forward. And it's just carrying the whole thing on its own. Like the yeah. masters are still there and stuff, but it's just the soul going, I'm going to get this on my own. I don't physically see it like you do, but I can feel it. So I can feel when it's, uh, for example, reading words heavily comprised of like the soul coming through and giving messages. Or sometimes you'll feel that energy of like the, one of the masters or the guide. Like I could feel it. I don't generally... Sometimes I will say what's coming or who's coming through. And I know you say that a lot in your readings, like your soul says this or the master says this. Um, but for me, yeah, I mean, I will generally say when it's more the soul, if that comes up. To me, it's just information. I'm just communicating it and that's it. I don't see anything unless that one time that I think we were asked, like, how do you see the guides and the masters? Like, what do they look like? And then we both describe them in the same way. Yeah. But I think with a few people I've seen, especially when they have groups, like a big group of masters there, I'm, they'll generally show me at least silhouettes and the numbers. So I'll be able to see that, but you're very visual compared to me. Yeah. You do a lot of feeling. I don't really feel that much. I feel like, a lot. 
I don't like, I'll see misery through vision. I'll see sadness through vision. I'll like, like I'll, they'll show me an image of someone crying. You'll probably feel the crying. I feel it. I did a reading for this um, woman probably a few months ago and it was, oh, I'm getting goosebumps just like thinking about it. It was such a strong feeling. I, I, I channeled information about her. I think one of her parents were deceased and another one wasn't but I felt everything that her parents were feeling before I wouldn't be able to deal with that (laughs) it was I I almost started like I shed a tear I'd never felt something so strong during a reading like I'll feel it but this was like this overwhelming feeling of just like that lump in your throat and just sadness and just desperation and it was so strong. I, and, and, and that's where I started getting my mind. This is a little off topic, but I started pulling towards the area of mediumship because we were talking about Roberto's mediumship workshop and how I've been feeling called in that direction because I have, yeah, it's just interesting how I can channel that during a reading. And it just feels like I'm going in that direction sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's more if the person's open to it, then I can channel it a little bit more. Otherwise, like you're not going to channel. Something yeah, no, I here. I don't, I can't, I can't really get deceased to come through. Um, I might get a master or soul, the guide to push through something that they want to say about that person or, or the, the closest thing I've gotten to that is I'll feel the soul really, really far away. And it's always back behind me like over here on my right side for some reason. And I'll feel a message come and it comes in through a different area than the rest of it. Oh, and wow. that's when I'll get like a message from them. And, and, I'll, and in that case, I'll say, you know, this individual saying this, 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 and this, and this, but that's it. That's as close as I can get to them. So I think that's a thing that my soul's kind of, I think every soul's really good at something and, you know, yeah. specific. And so that seems to be something you're more developed with, right? Yeah. And I've been, I just have been finding that out through the experience of doing readings, right? It's not like I've been pushing it in that direction. It's just by the questions that are asked or the information that comes through. And yeah, like you, someone will ask about someone that's past, let's say. And sometimes I'll get really detailed information. Sometimes maybe their energy doesn't want to come through and I'll just receive a few things. Right. But it, it depends. It really depends. I think it, it also depends on if they need to hear that information. So I don't know. It's, yeah. it's a weird, that's why I think mediumship is an interesting thing because there are sure all the souls that are passed over want to communicate. Sometimes I think maybe they're not ready. Sometimes or... they probably don't. I don't know. I don't know yeah. that well enough, but yeah. Yeah. So then, so we were talking about, yeah. So the person's masters and the person's guide and soul are present. The book is present. And like you were saying, I'll, I'll have, I don't see it because I, it's just a distractor for me at this point. I just want to see what's going on with them, but I'll have behind me, technically I would have behind me over around over here. I would feel the ma- my masters. And that's, I don't feel a guide. I don't feel, you know, anything else. I just feel the master's right here on this side. Um, so they're helping my, they're helping my channel out if I, if I need it or when I need it. Right. They're there to assist the channel. So you can be a more, I guess, precise, more aligned, you know, channel for the individual. So that's why they're there. They're not giving information really. 
they're just working with you for you for them for the exactly. person you're leading yeah um okay cool so i have written down also talk about contracts we have we have the book we're talking about the book that's open right in front of us during the reading for me as a reader again i'm very visual when they want to talk about a contract or when the person asks about something karma like i right away see the book flip towards the back and i see always the last pages as the current life contract um and so that's where and sometimes i'll see that it's like a bunch of pages or i'll see that it's very few pages like that that that's an indicator for me and that's 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 my signaling which i think every reader has different signaling I talked about this once on the Patreon, I think, if I'm not mistaken, like how, you know, you have to pick up on your, on your own signaling, or was it, or was it a class? I don't know. It doesn't matter. You, you have to pick up on your own signals. Like not everybody, you know, maybe a pair of glasses, maybe if a reader sees a pair of glasses, it means something for someone. And maybe for another reader, it might mean something else. So you need to start creating your own dictionary of signaling. And so I know that for me, the back of the book is the contract and um, the more full and the more pages I see, the more extensive this, I guess, the layout of this of this yeah. lifetime is. And the more, maybe the more lessons the person has to go through. And the less pages tends to be like, they're here to do something very specific and, and, and go through less things than a list, I guess you could say. Um, and then I don't see any past life contracts. To me, the way it feels, and I've never been fully shown it. But to me, the way it feels is, and this we've channeled this for our class for, uh, what's the name of the class again? Uh, contracts course? The slow contracts course, course on Udemy? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we channeled something along this line in it. But I've never fully blown seen it. But it's like for me, let's say Lucia's lifetime is done. It's like the book's going to open. Those pages are going to tear out and they're going to pop in as wisdom. Whatever I learned. It's going to pop in the sections it needs to his wisdom under the section of Lucia Spiga's life, right? Yeah. So it's going to pop in as the wisdom that she learned, the things she was able to, you know, get through. And then the pending, it's going to be going into the list of pending karmic lessons, pending things to do, pending, you know, people to bump into, things like that. So they become different sections once that contract is ripped out of the book, if you can. That's so cool. You can see it so visually. Yeah. Um, I don't. I definitely don't it's very different for me I can just connect with the information I guess and but it's cool I mean I think you also channel more about contracts and specific details it feels that way at least when we do our dual readings yeah it might be I don't know I never I never sat down to think about it I think that I think my so I mean I think my 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 soul my soul's part of its path is to help communicate in the readings information for people. So they like, just like the way I am, just get it done. Let's not mess around anymore. Let's not waste any more freaking time. Just like, got it, get it good. <laughs> move on. <laughs> yeah. Let's move on. Oh my God. You know what that reminds me of? They're our favorite show, the IT crowd. <laughs> oh my God. That reminds me um, of IT crowd. The IT crowd. It's like, um, it's British funny. British like IT guys, Series, yeah, yeah, where they're like and they're like socially awkward. They're so, IT guys. They're just yeah, they work in this little IT department in like the basement of this building. Love that show. And then so they That's have um, a boss named Jen, and Jen's like the only non socially awkward person. And apparently, someone she's also that was, awkward in her own way though. She is actually. She, you're you're right about that. Yeah, but supposedly she's not. Supposedly she's like the one that helps manage them socially yeah. or whatever. 
Um, and so someone passed away. I don't remember the episode who had passed away, but someone had passed away in the episode. And Roy, Roy had said to Jen, like, oh my God, I never know what to say when these things, they were at the funeral, right? It's like, I never know what to say with these things. Like, what am I supposed to say to the wife of the guy that, that died? And she goes, just say you're sorry. <laughs> just say you're sorry. And then you move on. So, <laughs> I so she said, say you're sorry, move on. And so, cause she's standing at the door of the church. So, so she was insinuating that Roy goes to the, to the wife and say, I'm so sorry for your loss. And then he just walks into the church supposedly. <laughs> but Roy, <laughs> Roy goes to the wife and goes, I'm sorry for your loss. And then like hits her on the shoulder, move on. <laughs> <laughs> I need to see that episode again. Oh my God. Yes. I love that show so much. Uh, so awkward. <laughs> It's, it, the whole scenario is awkward. It's so awkward. And you're like, no, you didn't just say that. Oh my God, no. <laughs> but yeah, that's what it reminds me of. Um, off topic, but Definitely. anyways. Good show. I'll, <laughs> I'll link I'll link the... Actually, if I YouTube it, I can probably find a YouTube Let's try to look for it. So people of that scenario. You'll probably be like, sure. oh, this isn't funny. For us, it was so funny. It's, yeah. It was like a whole... It was like a whole kind of era of our... Like we used to watch that all the time and go back to it and just crack up. Oh my God. I, I can still, once I tried to convince Sandra to watch it, I'm like, this is the funniest show ever. I love this show. You have to watch it. And I was crying and I already knew all the episodes like friends. You already know all the episodes, you know, I already know it's going to happen. Yeah. And I'm like crying and Sandra's just sitting there not laughing ever. We watched like one whole full episode and he's like, you think this is funny? I was like, it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess the Dutch don't because it's English humor. Yeah, it's very much English. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the Dutch don't seem to understand the English uh, humor wise. <laughs> it's different. Everybody's everybody's uh, humor is different, right? Yeah, it took us a while. Like we lived in the states for a while, and when we went to London, I remember it took us a really long time. Yeah, to pick to up get... on their humor and to find it funny. It did. That's true. Yeah, I remember that. I remember. Yeah, and that's, I think, when we started... But I think that show, we watched it before we went there, or no? Was it while we were there? I think it was, it was while we were I there. Think, I, think, I think Tim. I think Tim introduced us to it. Yeah, our good friend Tim. Yeah. Wow. So many memories. <laughs> <laughs> Getting nostalgic on the 100th episode. Yeah. <laughs> it had to be at some point. Okay, what else do I have written down here? Um, I think it's going to be cool if we talk about questions. Like, what kind of things... Maybe let's not talk about what kind of questions to ask because we have an episode on that, but like what kind of questions are answered or what are the most important questions that you find that people should ask and, you know, have dealt with or you've seen the most mm. healing? Well, for me, it there's, first of all, I want to use the word like purpose is coming up because I think yeah. finding your purpose through, and this isn't always like, okay, this is your purpose. It, it can help guide you also in the direction of finding your purpose. So the, both are valid. Um, I think that's a huge thing that people can ask about. And I think you can find some guidance on. And then where I also see, cause I do work a lot with the flower essences and the therapy alongside the Akashic records. So I do see a lot of shifts from what comes up in their reading, what we work on, 
with the flowers and that obviously you're going to be doing your own work afterwards. And after a reading, you're still shifting, things are moving, information's clicking, and you're able to still heal without the flowers, of course. Um, but I think understanding where certain repetitive issues or certain like things that hurt you today or that are holding you back today stem from. I like to go to the root. I like to find where that's coming from so you can understand it. So asking like, for example, you know, I feel like I have, I feel like I'm blocked in this area of my life or I can't open up to love or I can't find a relationship. Like what, what's behind this? What do I need to know? And how can I let go of this? How can I heal this so I can move forward and actually connect fully with another being? I think that's powerful. Just finding the root cause of anything is yeah. like, this is why I do the Akashic I agree. Records. Especially if it has to do with like a relationship that was very hurtful for the person or, yeah. you know, it ended really badly and they kind of just need to understand it. It's not like they're, the person's going to come back into their life. It's not like what happened is going to be erased. It's literally that, that you somehow understand it. It yeah. could be linked to, you know, a past life. It could be just a lesson that you have pending, or it could be just you were supposed to go through that because it led you somewhere. Whatever it is that comes up in that question, in that reading, I feel like just them understanding it, they go, okay, wow. like that makes sense. And then they can like let it go. It's powerful. I don't know if you don't realize it until you're in a reading. And that's been happened to me as well when I've gotten readings. It's like, oh, wow, that all makes so much sense now. Why I feel this way towards this issue or why this is holding me back, why this is constantly repeating. And then you have to do your work afterwards, right? It might be you connecting with your inner child and healing that or, you know, or actually like listening to those signs you've been getting and taking action and doing something too, right? So I think there's, there's a little bit of vulnerability that needs to go into that of like realizing that there's an issue in your life first and realizing First of all, you're not a victim because we need to get out of that victim role and say, okay, this is something repetitive. Let me look at it. Let me not judge it. And let me ask about it. Let me see what's behind all of this and going into it with a completely open mind and saying, okay, I don't know what's going to come through, but I'm open to hear it because I want to heal it. And that's the energy yeah. you need to go into stuff with when you go into a reading. It's I'm not going to judge it. I'm not going to try to figure it out. It's just like, it is what it is. And I accept it. And it's part of me and I can release it. I can heal it. But in order to do that, I need to figure it out first. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's a really, that's a really important part of the process of the reading. Those, those two things. I agree with that. It's understanding that thing that you have, that you haven't been able to let go and then just feeling useful. So the purpose, right? Like just feeling like yeah. there's something you're good at or there's, or, or you're useful you're useful or capable or you know there's something in you that's available for the universe to use like it's it's funny because sometimes you think and you look at the you look at the world from outside you go man this world has so much evil but if you become a reader and you start connecting with so you read so mm -hmm. many people you realize dude there's actually way more nice people than there's crappy people it's just that the crappy people have the platform yeah, And you see them all the freaking time because they're on the stupid bought off media or, you know, whatever you, you see them all the time. And the good people were better. Like we can't really, we're not seeing that much. 
And so I think that's one of my favorite parts of like being a reader. It's like, I mean, there are times where I have my, I'll have a month, my like calendar is full of a month with like readings from Monday to Friday. And then you think back and it's like, I didn't meet one mean person. They were all amazing in their own way. They're all They're really all nice. Open, vulnerable, yeah. trusting. And in their, their intentions own... are awesome. They yeah. just want to, most of them really want to find something to help the world. Yeah. Like there's so many of us and we're just, yeah, we got to find a way to see each other more, you know? Yeah. I think with purpose as well, it's like, okay, yeah, it could be something physical, but it's like, to me, purpose, and this is also me always going into my feelings. <laughs> to me, purpose is not only just feeling useful, but connecting with that one thing that lights you up. And yeah. it could be, it doesn't have to be your job. It could be something that you do for fun. It could be, I don't know, volunteering at an animal shelter. It could be going to, I don't know, gardening. That could be part of your purpose and helping people bring awareness to certain things. It's like, there isn't an answer. Like we're not all here to do the same thing. We're all here to do completely different things and our purposes are all completely different. So it's our job to find that out. I mean, that's, that's our inspiration, our passion. We're, we're lit up by that thing because we came to bring that to the world. Not yeah. everyone's going to be a reader. Not everyone's going to be, you know, into flower remedy. Not everybody's going to be into angelic healing because if we all were, like, we need, we need people to be interested and good at other things as well. Of course, yeah. So, that's yeah. the I diversity, mean, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay, that was the questions. <clears throat> I mean, that's, we kind of answered this next one. What to use them for? The Akashic Records? Yeah, it's knowledge for, for me. If, you have, if I had to say it in a simple way, it's knowledge for healing and under, more profoundly understanding yourself and your soul. 100%. It, that being for opening your own or getting a reading too. So I think that, but for myself, it's given me like the confidence to listen to my intuition and to connect to my intuition a little bit more because it's great when you're connected and you're asking the questions and you're receiving. But now I find myself that one, even when I'm not connected to my Akashic records, even though they can open on their own, I'm more like, I'll lean more on my intuition. I'll yeah. listen to it more. I go more into these feelings because for me, obviously a lot comes through with feelings. So that's my way of connecting with kind of my gut but it's like now I feel more inclined to go that direction where before it was like let me overthink this situation and let me just go around in circles for five days and never make a decision at all and now it's like this feels right I'm gonna trust it and that's okay I don't know maybe it's also part of my my path with the Akashic Records um, but it's definitely helped me in that sense and it helps me also in situations where I feel like, you know, I've talked about this in the course, I get very nervous speaking to people and groups and stuff. And it's something that kind of like holds me back a little bit, which is a fear I'm going to have to get over, of course, at some point. Um, it's a common do fear. It. Like, it's so common to have it's that so fear. Common. Yeah, I get so nervous. wouldn't have that. Yeah. Like, even when we're doing a class on Zoom, I get nervous. It's just like, shoot. You know um, what? I'm going to say, I do get nervous. I have to talk about something else, but I have to talk about something I know, like yeah. the Akashic Records, that I don't get, that I don't get nervous. Like oh, that's the only time where anyway. you can put in front of me 500 people and I'm not nervous because it's like, I'm in my mojo. Like that's, that's what I know. 
Yeah. It's like I get in it. Even knowing that this is going to go on YouTube, like our video, I'm already overthinking it. Do you know what I mean? Oh, really? Yeah. But now what I do now though, is I focus more on what we're talking about that I'm here with you, even though we're talking to people outside of us right now. It's like, Hey, you guys, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Where was I going with all this? Wait, what um, were we talking about? about <laughs> oh yeah. Right. The Akashic yeah. record. So I, now I know I can open my own Akashic records and it'll help me find better words. It'll help me calm my energy. It'll help me find my balance. So then I feel a little bit more, yeah, I feel a little bit more secure in myself. It helps. It definitely helps. Yeah. I definitely use yeah. it for that a lot. Yeah. I've been using it mostly to, it's just, I've, we've been channeling so much for the level two course that I've just been popping them open to channel for the, the manual. And I, and when I can rest and close them, I'm like, yeah, close them. It's a lot. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Then I have written down past lives. I mean, we kind of talked about this already. Past lives will come up if they have to do with this lifetime because um, it affects this lifetime. And so it's useful for you to know. But they're not going to, like we've said this before so many times, they're not going to be like, oh my God, you were this amazing girl that did this and this and this and that, like, right? Like they're never going to come in unless you have to hear that. Unless you you might that, yeah. need a booster to hear about how your soul has managed to do these amazing things. Okay, yes. that In that case, yes. But rarely will they go and give you a list of all the past lives your soul had because it wasn't you. And that's that's a really important thing I want to that we never talk really about this. And it's important because you'll get people that come to reading and they'll say, I want to know what past lives I had. Well, technically speaking, you had none because you were you're existing for the first time. Yeah. Your soul, your soul, on the other hand. Yeah. Your soul on the other hand. Yes, your soul had many, many. But that's like weird to think about. Do you know what I mean? I know. Because that's our ego, but that, that's you, that's where you realize it's a question from the ego. It's not a question from my higher self wanting information to understand what's going on right now. It's, it's yeah, it's different. So you know, okay, that this just came up because I was you're saying that I'm thinking about it, and then the catch are kind of like filling in the blanks for me. Do you ever hear like those stories of like near death experiences where like the person's like. I detached and I was kind of floating above myself and you hear the story. You can tell that they're still them. Yeah. Their personality is still there. They, they still see the loved ones and feel for the loved ones. They still think their process of thinking is very similar, maybe a little bit more open, like, but they still, and I always thought about that. And I said, so supposedly when you leave your body, this incarnation is done. I've always thought, I always thought to myself, like, why are they still having the perspective? Maybe it's because they haven't fully passed away they're still kind of here. But what the Kashyyyk yeah. Records are saying to me right now is that it would it would be too brusque, uh, bruco, it was um, too abrupt. Abrupt. It would be too abrupt of a process. It's like a shock. It's almost it would be like a shock for the soul to come out of this lifetime and just drop the personality that it's been playing for the past I don't know, 80 years, 50 years, whatever. So it needs to gradually drop particles of it and the most the strongest aspects of the personality that this lifetime is carrying those are the last ones to be dropped so you're dropping little it's almost like you know how they're showing to me like if we're bread and just crumbs are falling oh wow okay and crumbs are falling until the bread totally dropped and it dissipated into the air and it went into other things in the ether or whatever but 
And then the soul became its soul again. But if it were to go, boom, goodbye, I'm no longer Lucia. I, I no longer, I'm no longer a fighter and I'm not going to take shit. And uh, you know, all that stuff that Lucia is mm-hmm. like, she wouldn't be able to drop that because that's the strongest part of who I am. Yeah. She had to carry that with her for a while and then gradually drop that. That makes sense. Which is why that the soul doesn't remember right away all the past lives because it's still attached, has a partial attachment to that ego because that's ego, right? That's ego. It has a partial attachment to that ego that's carrying the personality as well. And it has to start dropping it. As soon as it begins to drop those crumbs, what it looks like is it begins to remember what it really is. The soul, you know, the expansion level and what it really is. So you start to become the consciousness level that you originally were before coming very slowly. Hmm. And then the remembering begins. And that by then you're far away from the body. You're far away from the lifetime. You know, time has passed wow. on earth. Yeah. On that earth. makes, that makes sense. Yeah. So wait, wait, wait why did I, was, why was I saying that? Hmm. Oh, you were talking about past lives and I was saying like, you didn't have a past life. It was your soul. So yeah. So just I think it's important to remember that because I made that mistake when I first got my first reading. I was like, oh, I want to know what I've been in other lifetimes. And my soul was very, my, my soul was very pissed. Like the lady who's doing my reading, she's like, I'm sorry, I'm going to say it the way your soul is saying it. And it, she sounded super bitchy. And I'm like, wow, my soul's, soul's a pretty That's pissed. also because your soul's probably like, let's get to work. Come on. Yeah. She was saying that around. I needed to figure out how the world really functioned I had to, you know, she was trying to wake me up and she knew that I, I only listened to bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so that's, that's a really cool, uh, there's a real cool thing to remember that your, your soul did have a lot of experiences. You're only going to hear about the ones that have to do with this one. And it really wasn't you. It was your soul. Yeah. Something that came up, just going back to the questions and stuff, when we're talking about purpose this is why I like astrology so much too, because this is just reminding of the North node. So if anybody's interested in like understanding their purpose a little bit more, I believe it is the North node that can help you find that. So figure out what your North node is in your natal chart and like, look into it, like Google it. I think that could also help you confirm and kind of look at where you're at. And I don't remember where my North, 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 my North node, node is was. in Leo actually. Like and it's spot inside. on. It's, and it's not just about work. It's about what you need to be doing to be going into your purpose. It might be personality traits, things you need to move away from, fears that you have. It's, I'm going to, I'm going to link a, a book I got on, um, I actually got my Kindle. So I got it online. Uh, that ex- she explains everything so well. It's, it's spot on. And a lot of people say that. And I actually wanted to do a whole thing about it on, Patreon because I was like, I want to explain it and put it in my own words. So I'm going to try to do that. I'll see if that works out. I'm still in my, I haven't finished my second year of astrology. So it will be something I think that's part of my purpose too, right? Like yeah. astrology. I feel like I started learning it, but I'm like behind by half a year. Like it's, it's, we've been busy. I can watch it whenever. Yeah. And I just, oof, no it, time. it's so, it's another, it's like learning a completely different language. It's insane. Yeah. But so like, magical sorry i got off topic i just wanted to mention that because i think that might be something that could help people if you're looking at your astrology chart yeah and then well i linked i linked past life this is the last thing to talk about which is um current life which we kind of already talked about really um but 
I think, I think that the more, if you're, if you're still here, there's definitely something for you to like work on. And there's definitely something you're supposed to do or you're supposed to learn or people you're supposed to bump into. It's like, we, nobody has it figured out hundred percent. Not even the people that are like, maybe our heroes that we look up to them and, you know, maybe we think they know it all or they've got it all figured out. Like they're still mm-hmm. here. They're highly probably learning something as well. Maybe there's a few, and I would say there's probably not that many. Maybe there's a few on earth that are here to kind of keep keep us awake or keep us aligned. Especially maybe. now. Yeah. 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 But I think the the majority of earth is we're here to we got things to learn, you know? That's a reason we're here. And I, I, I don't I don't know if it was on another episode that I talked about this like you're not just here by coincidence. Like there's a reason you're here. You need to figure that out. And if, even if it's just healing and struggling through certain things and, and figuring that out and making that your mission and understanding that all these things aren't being thrown at you like randomly, right? It's, it's there for a reason. You need to learn something from it and trust that and go into it with this kind of like, not this victim mentality, right? From this very open and and willing to see yourself and analyze yourself and maybe get a reading from somebody or open your own Akashic records and figure it out and, and make that your priority. And that's how you're going to heal and how you're going to be able to awake and connect with yourself spiritually. Cause when you have all this junk and we were in this victim role, it's going to be pretty difficult to connect to yourself. Yeah. At least you might think you are, but you're probably not fully. Yeah. Dust yourself off and just get back up and be yeah. like, no, I'm done being a victim. I'm not going to empower myself. Yeah. And there's, and there's so many ways to do that, right? This, there's not one answer. Yeah. I think this was an amazing hundredth episode. episode. <laughs> I'm really proud of us. I want to say that. Like mic drop. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I'm going to say this for everybody. Like, Put your mind to something, create something, speak your mind, put your message out there. Like, don't be scared. I mean, we were scared, right? But we still did it. We were like, who's going to want to listen to us? How are we going to help anybody? It's like, you don't know. You don't know when you can help somebody. The way we tell our stories and the way we communicate is different from anybody else. And people will resonate with the way you tell your story, right? So do it like put the time put the effort put the energy do it in your own way don't compare yourself to others and just dedicate time and put and put in that work and you're going to connect with those people you need to connect with you're going to heal you're going to find your purpose it'll take time but it's magical like I'm so so happy that we started the podcast it's something that like we we've said over and over we don't know where we'd be right now if we didn't have just like the classic records and just like the angel healing this podcast has kept me sane just being able to yeah just openly talk about it and all the spiritual stuff and all these cool things that we're learning and we're figuring out and are you even our struggles as well right all of it it's, yeah. yeah it's also we amazing. should mention that we're launching a new logo yes let's do that so um we wanted to like spruce things up. We've been wanting, we've been talking about this for a while actually, but I'm so indecisive. <laughs> no, you don't say. <laughs> so we've, we've gone ahead and, and changed up the artwork a little bit. We felt like we were going in a different direction with 
the colors and we've kept some things the same. It's funny, guys. Listen to the process. Lorena, Lorena, Lorena's a logo girl, right? Like she's a graphic designer. So she'll like give me like 20 options and then she'll email it to me and I will look at like the first five and be like that one. I like that one. And maybe I'll give her three options, but I'll usually be like this one, this one, that one, or that, this one. And then she'll come back and be, okay, I'm going to, and then she grabs it instead of saying, okay, that's it. This is it. She'll go and continue to fix it, make such slight changes where she goes, do you like the w- first one or the fifth one? I'm like, they look the same to me. I can't, <laughs> they don't, I can't though. tell the truth. But to me, they do. I'm like, I like them both. Pick whichever you want. And I, th- I think, okay, that's the end of it. We're done. I told her to pick whichever she wants. And then one week later, she'll be like, okay, so I grabbed the ones that you liked. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I like number one. And then she keeps going. Look, guys, it's been half a year now. Yeah, it's or a year, probably. <laughs> I'm like, just pick one or just pick one. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm still not convinced this looks good, but we're going to go with it. I like the one. Yeah. I like the one that we, that we, we talked about. Was it yesterday? Like, yeah, well, it'll be the one that's up now. So people will be able to see it. Okay. So it'll, that we're actually going to update everything. I think over the weekend, most things, there might be a few things that are, that we'll, we'll work on during the week, but um, yeah. Yeah. The the idea is just to, that's all. Move energy, do something different, right? Like if you don't change, nothing changes. So yeah. that was kind of like the, the idea with it. And just to, I don't know, we're not, it's not we're moving in a new direction. We're, we're still being authentic. If you guys hear the cat, he's outside and he's asking to come in just in case anybody hears oh, him. Oh no, poor Buddha. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, okay. So we're going to sign off here, but yeah. thank you for tuning in. Thank you for all the support you guys have given us up till now. We really appreciate it we it's hard to put into words like your messages and people contacting us and it's just beautiful and and we feel like we have like a little family so thank you from the bottom of our hearts and we hope you continue on this journey with us and yeah we'll see you guys next week with a new episode thank you thank you thank you